Welcome back to the T Talks podcast. I'm your host, Sean. And in today's episode, we have Murray Newland. Now, Murray comes from a tech background. He still works for a tech company and he works hard up in the ranks. So time is something he doesn't have on his side. However, he has made time to look into the NFT space and create art. Now, this episode is really all about balance. How do you find the balance from living in the real world and working to finding opportunities within the NFT space? So if this sounds something that you're looking into, please subscribe, share, and at least help build this community. Welcome to the NFT Talks podcast. Uh, I'm here with somebody uh, that I'm happy to have on. He's from the UK originally, uh, but he's living out in Palo Alto. Uh, he's an artist, but he's also into business. If you, if you might know me, if you're into the tech industry or entrepreneurs, obviously you've contributed to Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine beforehand. I'm here with Maureen Newlands. How you doing, mate? Very good. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, I was living here in, in Carlton, California, but it's great to speak to people from the UK as well. Um, I'm glad <laughs> that, uh, that NFTs are taking off in the UK as much as they are in the US. Yes, it is. It's slowly building up and uh, events are happening over here. But I mean, it's good to kind of find people, yeah, obviously from the UK that we can speak to. And um, we might have similarities in some way and talk about things that we might know about. But uh, let's get into it, man. Like, I'm really interested starting off uh hearing about your background um regards to where you come from because you you're establishing your own right without the nft industry you've been doing a lot of things outside of the nft space so like i said people may already know who you are but if you can just kind of give yourself an introduction of like your kind of tech business and leading up to this space and then we can go forward on there so a long long time ago in a galaxy far away (laughs) um so I think, what, 20, 25 years ago, probably, I was a lawyer in the UK. Um, when I graduated university, I uh, was on the National Committee for Young Lawyers, didn't like it, um, decided I was going to do something else with my life. As, as many of you have asked, like, when you're younger, you, you, go, you choose when you're going to go to college, you, you launch off into a career, and you don't really know what it's going to be yeah. um, or what, what happens. And, and even if, you're, if you successfully get there, is it actually the job that you want to go around? Um, Facts. And so uh, at that time, in fact, I was dating a girl who was a graphic designer. Um, so that kind of got me in the design marketing space. Uh, I took her portfolio case around some industrial parks, sold design, um, built an agency and, and did that for a while. After we decided to, uh, to, to part our ways, um, I moved into online marketing and did that for a while. Um, worked between the UK and US. Um, found out actually you could get a green card to move to America as a famous alien. Uh, <laughs> set up a blog that became successful. Got to write for, for I've written for Forbes, for Mashable, for Inc., for The Guardian, for a bunch of different publications. I'm very successful with that. Um, and, and always sort of been interested in the creative space. And then um, after my daughter was born, I got more interested in, in art and the artistic side. Um, so I actually did, uh, uh, so Blake Jameson, very famous uh, artist now, he does a lot of work with Tops and um, a, lot of N- a lot of NFT projects. Mm-hmm. He, he was in marketing and he invited me to uh, his studio, which was near us at the time, and now there's in New York. And um, 
we actually co-created a, a piece of artwork, which was um, uh, kind of spray paint artwork. So you cut out the stencils and then you build the artwork out of the stencils. Mm -hmm. And that got me thinking that you could do art without being, without being traditionally trained as an artist. And also having, um, having started writing without, like I didn't do English at, at university, got to write for major publications, I realized you could, it's amazing what you can actually work develop into if you focus on it, if you think about it, if you understand how, uh, how everything works and um, it's a great opportunity to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, even, even within my sort of my marketing work, uh, I know, uh, so Jack Mate, now Jack Dean is super famous, a YouTuber in the UK. Jack um, okay. What's what? I'd probably have to put his uh, link in, but I don't know him personally, but if you say he's on, I trust okay. you. Well, he, 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 was a, he was a small YouTuber when I met him with 50,000 subscribers, and he now okay. has a million subscribers. Okay. He's got a TV show, I think one of the most popular podcasts uh, in the UK. Wow. Um, okay. And I met him when he was at 50,000 subscribers online, did a little bit of work, and I've seen him blow up. Um, so it's amazing if you, if you decide you want to do something, um, can you do it that way? And then, so I, I did a few, some art a few years ago and then during COVID, so I have a, I have a daughter who's now four, nearly five. Yeah. During COVID, I, I took some time out and I was looking after her at home and, um, I was doing some art with her and I wanted her to be more passionate about it. And we had time to do art together. So we started to do more art together and I started to, to create more art and, and really like rediscovered that, that passion for art and creativity. Um, and I started to, to post some of this on Instagram. I did a collaboration with an artist who I, um, who I knew. I reached back out to, to Blake, who, who, was, who I'd met when he was just starting out and is now super successful as an artist. Yeah. And that also inspired me. And then uh, as I started to post a few posts on Instagram, I actually got um, signed by an agent uh, who wanted to put me on tour, but unfortunately COVID was happening, so that never happened. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I've been creating more and more art, which is great. And, uh, and really I'm really sort of passionate about it, and it's a great way to explore my creative side. Um, the interesting thing is, though, also with COVID happening, there are not many. Uh, there are not many art exhibits, and there's not much much happening as far as uh, art shows. So, so I have a problem in that now I have a lot of art. <laughs> I don't like, get it out there. <laughs> you you have too many pictures on the walls. You have too much art at home. Stop like stop doing this. Yeah. And then uh, and then I um, I think I, I joined some NFT groups. So I was interested in that. And I saw uh, God Cloud, uh, uh, Philip, who's doing really well. I connected with him. And um, I realized that the NFT space then was, was sort of super interesting because it, it is just a continuance of my like, creativity as I'm doing this. Um, and so really started to, to get into that and um, thinking about how I can, how my particular type of style of art works within the nft space is also interesting yeah and then um and after having been at home for covid um and taking some time out to look after my daughter getting back into the workspace as someone who is um so i've i've had my own agency i've sold two tech startups i've worked with other tech startups and um 
And my day job is, is CMO of a tech company. Um, I run a team and um, that's very fulfilling. Um, but it's also, it's also interesting for me to have my own creative thing, which is very, like I have complete control of it. I can do exactly what I want with it. And thinking about it as a, from a sort of, um, and, and speaking to other people about it, thinking about it from a, um, what does this mean for my work perspective as well? It's actually great that I do my marketing day job and I do something creative mm-hmm. and have my creativity. And um, this is part of, this is something I shouldn't hide. This is something that's part of me. Um, and it shows my passion and creativity. So I think I think if you're if you have a, a day job and you're thinking, hey, well, am I going to do this? How's this going to work? Well, how does it integrate? Make it if it is who you are, then make it who you are. Yeah, um, and 100%. don't be afraid to share that passion. No, I hundred percent agree with so many things you said there. There's a few things I want to touch on that you kind of you, we kind of you ran over. Is first of all, like you seem like a creative by heart. I mean whether it's business, you need creativity to start a business or the, with the, the, the marketing agency and what you've been doing. So it seems like from what you told me, that's your outlet uh, outside the business of expressing yourself, like who you are. Now there's, like you said, there's going to be a lot of people like that, uh, maybe, maybe in jobs that they don't enjoy and they're doing it just to work and earn a living as, as people do. Uh, but this space, um, or even it's just art in general, is allowing you to... It's an opportunity to make a living in a way and, and own your art. So I think it's a perfect opportunity. I think your pride is a, a great example of that. Obviously, I mean, you're in a different position, but you're a great example of that, of applying your skills elsewhere and taking advantage of the opportunity. Now, you may not be in it for the money, but it's 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 there, isn't it? It's, and it's possible, you know, to the juggle. I mean, how do you get the balance? So, I mean... Uh, um, Day job comes first, definitely. Um, okay. And then it's just, okay, how do I find time to do the, to do the artwork as well? And actually, I mean, the beautiful thing about the, the NFTs actually is they generally, um, the creative process for creating an NFT can be just as creative as creating a physical piece. But normally they, um, they come together uh, more easily, more quickly. Um, I do a lot of, so I do a lot of smaller pieces, but I also do some big pieces. And that takes a lot of setup. There's a lot of cleanup. Um, and just can, can be a lot of hours of, um, of sitting working. Um, and with a job and a, and a little kid, uh, that's, <laughs> that's not easy. Um, and so the, the great thing about the, the digital art is you can, you can do it on your laptop. You can do it in phases. There's not so much setup. There's not so much takedown. Um, but you can be super creative just in your own space. Also, I think um, I didn't traditionally, I didn't learn to draw traditionally. I didn't go through that process. And so I can be just as creative with the tools, um, with the digital tools uh, and create what I want to do without having to have all of the um, traditional um, background in art. So I think it, it does open up this as an opportunity to create art for more people and hopefully inspire more people um, into the artistic space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, based on what you said, I met um, an artist the other day, uh, Mr. Goldie, based out in Chicago, had, hadn't had done art at all, literally. He just heard about NFTs, thought, well, let me just try it. <laughs> and then now he's selling art pieces, which I just think is is crazy, but it's, uh, it's amazing at the same time that people can do that. I mean, you can learn, 
and, and there's there's tools out there that you can learn from. I mean, how did you come around to, I mean, obviously you got the physical piece in the background and then you said you're also doing digital pieces. Did you have to learn from, from scratch or did you already have a basic knowledge of how to kind of use these different tools? I, to be honest, a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, but, that's the way, isn't it? That's the way forward. <laughs> but that, that, I think, uh, I think in, in democratizing education yeah. and access to creativity, um, like YouTube videos, uh, online courses is a phenomenal way. Um, not only can you, you can do it in your own time, you can do it at your own cost. There's a lot of free information that, that could take you all away. And you, so, so it's amazing that now you, you know, previously you might have thought, well, if I want to do this, I have to go to traditional art classes, I have to buy lots of canvases, I have to buy lots of paint. Like this whole time process is, is actually makes it really hard for a lot of people to get into uh, creating art. Whereas now you can watch a few YouTube videos, you can get some free tools on, on your phone probably yeah, yeah. And, and just start creating, creating art. And um, the interesting thing about art is it's, it's very subjective, right? It, uh, it, and, and it just find, it, I suppose there's a number of elements. One is just, do you like doing it? If you like doing it and you're doing it for you, it doesn't matter if anyone else likes it. Um, you, you might not make an NFT, you might just publish it on Instagram or, or somewhere else where you publish it. Um, but if you just like doing it as a passion, just make what you like and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Yeah. Another, um, question, actually, another question I want to ask you, uh, Maurice, because obviously you had um, built, um, you've also got, like I said, you're known outside the NFT space. Were you worried at all? I thought, okay, I'm going to put my artwork out there. And then I'm gonna get. I could get <laughs> slated for this from the, the people that you do know. I mean, that's. I can. That can work on a big scale on a small scale. But was that the case? <laughs> I think there's there's definitely some uh, some hesitation yeah. when you start something new, and um, and that happens for everybody. That happens okay. for everybody, and and even um, you know famous musicians who you who you see on stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people some of them confess that they're they're petrified they're throwing up before they go on stage right because how will their fans react so yes. so i'm not saying i have that kind of audience but um you know it, i would say make it share it with a few friends get some get some feedback um think about you know you can start with different types of art um if you want to, you could also start, you know, you can always make it and post it anonymously on Instagram. No one needs to know that it's you. Or you can make um, it an NFT. You can be an NFT, you don't have to put your name to it, don't you? You can make an NFT. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can build a whole profile, you know, on, online that, that no one knows is you. And, and hey, Banksy. Right? Yeah. No exactly. one knew who Banksy was for a long time and one of the most uh, famous artists in the world. So, but no, there was definitely, there was definitely some, um, some thoughts, some questions, some hesitation. Um, but also, I suppose, I've done a lot of things. Uh, like, I've tried a lot of things. I've, I've been successful in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, um, it's not untypical of me to be trying something new. I yeah. think is that that's also the, the thing. And, um, yeah, when I started to create NFTs and said to my parents, hey, I'm, I'm now selling art, they were like, they were surprised, but they're like, okay, 
That, right. <laughs> it's, this it's is something new you're usual. doing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, so coming from a tech background, though, and what I'm really interested in is coming from a tech background, what was your thoughts of when you heard when you actually heard about NFTs? When did you hear about it? And what would how like what was your thoughts on it? I mean, obviously you're involved in the space now. I mean, was you like, yeah, I understand that straight away. That makes sense. Or was you a bit like, mm, I'm not really sure about crypto. I'm not sure about like what was your I just wish I'd got started with crypto earlier. Like I know I have friends. <laughs> I, oh man, I have friends who bought <laughs> Bitcoin at a dollar, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh who got into the NFT space earlier and um so uh so that there is that definitely what i would say is the energy space is still very new if you think about it it's only a couple of years old there's still so many so much opportunity for for new people new artists to get into it um you collect just to get into it if you spot someone that's that's taking off there's there's a good opportunity to to buy them at still at a reasonable price i think the thing about um, NFTs is, at the end of the day, it's still art, and so uh, art is thousands of years old, and there have been new and exciting artists that have have come from nowhere um, and have been successful. Um, in a similar way with music, right? There are there are amazing established artists, and there will always be new up and coming artists who who will spot a trend, who will hit something, who people will. Uh, take off and um, and you know, even su- surprise like at Christmas in the UK there's always a surprising hit of this random piece of music that takes <laughs> off right and, 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 and art is very much like music in that way uh, I think people are very used to that sort of popping of, of surprise um, music and I think I, NFTs whether it becomes established or not will always have um, you know, people will always uh, find a new, discover a new artist that they're very excited about. And so why can't you be that artist? Now, having said that, if you think about the NFT space, just like the music space, it's the top 1% of the 1% who make all the money, right? So are you likely to get into the NFT space and is it likely to become financially successful for you? Well, that's probably one in a million, right? Okay. Um, but, and it's very hits driven. You're either super successful or you're not. So I think that's uh, that's probably like a real setting realistic expectations. I, I think um, why can't that be you as a question? And uh, certainly um, it's a great time to explore something that, that's new and get in early to something um, if you want to do that. But also it's phenomenal to, to do something super creative, to share that creativity and um and it's amazing when uh it's always amazing when someone else sees that passion shares that passion and, and loves your like it's great when you find people who 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 love your work yeah um, you, i was gonna say uh Maury, like you mentioned that obviously you see you, you know your thoughts on regards to you they're going to be very successful or not so successful i mean is that based on how you see the space now do you not think in the future when it comes into like things like looking at the metaverse Obviously, just in general, it's just going to be the way we trans, we trans, transact, make transactions with goods or digital assets. Um, so everyday use, and obviously, you can make a living there also. There. No, I think I think there's I think there's going to be everyday use. I, I yeah. definitely see that um, that that being an opportunity. I also think 
as you're, you're right, with transactions with other other elements, NFTs, um, there are going to be many uses of NFTs beyond course, art. Yeah. Um, and so, so there are many ways to make a living. But as an artist, though, probably, yeah. there are good, like, the, the number of artists who are successful um, and, and who are able to sort of pop that um, is, you know, those who get who gets become successful are going to get you know, corporate sponsorship, corporate deals bought by big collectors, which means that their art becomes more valuable. They can spend more time on it. They have more marketing. It, it becomes a cycle of success, basically. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying basically what happens in the real world is still going to happen in this NFT space. It's not going to be any different if in regards to being successful. You- I, I think I think that's that's probably the case. And we you see that with with um content creation in most spaces yeah, yeah whether it's on tiktok or whether it's youtube or wherever it is some creators become very successful yes um and those so successful creators take off basically okay fair enough that makes that makes sense so another thing i want to ask you is that when i first entered the space myself and first obviously thought okay nft is great i wanted to tell everybody share with everybody and the problem was is that it was hard to explain to people for them to get their head around what it was now, if you have, have you had the same issue with your family? And another thing is I want to ask you, have you told your daughter? And if you have, how did you explain it to her? So she likes my artwork. Yeah. Uh, we ha- I haven't actually talked about NFTs. Okay. Um, I haven't, um, she's a little, I haven't really explained the internet to her in that sense. Um, she she she's seen stuff. She understands that. I think yeah. I think I need to have a bigger, like bigger, longer conversation about how this all works. Yeah, because the reason I ask that is because a lot of people are getting their kids into NFTs from a young age. I mean, I've interviewed mm-hmm. a twelve-year-old. I spoke to people. I think it's even younger than that. There's a guy, a young guy from, uh, from London who sold. Uh, is a weird whales and made like the two hundred k overnight. So it's possible for anybody to come to the space and actually do well. So I just thought, maybe I thought maybe because you be doing the art with your daughter, that and maybe the conversation, or it may be a conversation you can have in the future now. Or maybe I can have that conversation with her, get her into the NFT space, and she can come on the show and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. <laughs> when she starts uh, getting them out there, we'll get her on. But um, another angle I want to talk about, I've gone to your site and you talk about your artwork as as happiness as it, it being an outlet yes. of happiness which I, re- I really like is that it shows that you're not doing it for I'm going to be an artist because I want to make money it's being an artist because it makes me feel good uh, and I think that's needed uh, within the space I think it's it's good it's a good approach to being an artist tell me a bit more about that so I sort of explain I kind of got into art to encourage my daughter to back into art to encourage my daughter to, to do more okay and this is a creative um moment for me and so i'm happy when i do it and so i'm hoping that that kind of feeling of happiness um comes across not just that does that come across in my art but i'm hoping that my art um creates the feeling of happiness in others because I, I mean, I suppose there's this kind of different ways of looking at creating art. One way of creating art is because you create art because this is how I feel and I want to share how I feel. Another way to think about art creation is, is this is a communication medium. And so how are you 
Um, how are you exploring how what you create uh, affects and engages with other people and other people's emotions? And what's the audience, what's the viewer taking in by looking at your art? And so for me, if I'm going to create art that um, is my kind of happy moment and my, my flow of creativity, I'm hoping that my art actually um, helps, the, helps the viewer um, understand that sense of happiness, share that sense of happiness, explore that sense of happiness and creativity together. Okay, so it's it's funny that you say that. So I'm just while you explain to me, I'm just looking at your artwork, and obviously you have got the artwork in your background in the background here. But then also I see a lot of your artwork are using like uh, images like Marilyn Monroe, Smith, celebrities and whatnot. So tell me, why have you chosen to use these celebrities? Because and the, these faces, based on what you've said, like is it or is it you're trying to get another reaction from that? Like I'm just trying to understand it. So, I mean. For me, when I think about Marilyn Monroe, she's um, it's about it's about love and passion. Okay. Uh, for me, that's her that's her celebrity. So um, so so that's a, that's like definitely I see that love, passion, beauty. But there's a lot of like you don't when you look at Marilyn Monroe, it's not about hate or sad or sadness or anything like that. Um, so that that's that's why that. And then if you think about Baby Yoda, baby, the story of kind of Baby Yoda is very, uh, very much about um, survival and opportunity and hope. I think that, that's what comes across with that. Um, my, my last uh, uh, couple of pieces about Squid Games um, <laughs> are, uh, Squid, I mean, Squid Games is, is interesting, right? It's yeah. about the story of, of good versus bad, about, uh, good versus evil about the choices you make in life mm -hmm. um, about what uh, not just the, there's the universe that occurs around you and there's how do you choose to be in it and what kind of uh, journey do you have both physically psychologically and with family uh, do you have through that journey of life and do you choose to to make good choices or not mm. Yeah, I, I really like it, man. Like, I feel based on what you've said, I just you're always telling a story with your pieces of work, and I, what I've taken from your work is that I feel like there's always a message behind each piece. So I know I'm just touching on you got the shadow girl, the girl in the box. Oh, that was a represent of shadow girl was a represent of beauty, reflection of beauty. So is that what you're trying to do with each piece? So you're taking time to you come up with a concept first and think this is what I want to be able to deliver with this piece and then curate it or do you create the piece of how you feel at the time and then say look this is what it was like if you had an argument you go look I'm angry <laughs> I mean I think most of the time when I'm creating my art it's because I'm inspired by something okay um and uh and most of the time it's because I'm thinking about like how can I how can I express this creativity and I'm doing this in a happy place, and then what does this mean to me, and what will this mean to other people? Um, so I do, I do. I'm not necessarily always deliberately calculating all of the elements, but that's definitely the um, the perspective I go at when I'm creating my pieces. Okay. Um, one of the things that I need to become better at, um, and I've spoken to a number of uh, art collectors and uh, people who have exhibits is to think more holistically about creating collections, not just pieces. 
Um, and if you want to do a gallery show, for example, in, 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 in real life, um, the gallery wants you to have a collection, a perspective on, on what your pieces are. Okay. Um, and I, I know that's something I need to work on with my um, NFTs and digital art as well. Yeah, um, but it, you, you said you're openly learning as you go along. Like you need, so basically they're saying create a body of work, like an album of like, this is what well, this yes. whole collection represents this. Um, I think that's probably way how, how they can probably sell it and tell people, like people to come in and view the whole collection. I mean, I don't, wh why do they do that? I mean, this is just me being curious. Why does it have to be? Why can't it be individual pieces? And yeah, why, why can't it be individual pieces? Or it's just a way. So, so I think you definitely can just do individual pieces. Yeah. But I think, um, as you've asked, yeah. people, people, when when I think of art, people want to understand the artist's thought process, and they want to understand the story behind it, and they want to understand what it represents, and they, it does provoke curiosity, which is which is amazing. Every time someone's curious about your art, that is a uh, that that's that's a good sign. Uh, <laughs> then, then, then you're interested. Then they're interested. Um, so that's. That's great. Um, and whether you're evoking, whether they love it or they hate it, that's also interesting. Um, so what, what feeling emotion are you driving within the, the audience? Um, but I think if you have a collection, it's easier for people to understand a story of a collection. We, we, as humans, we like stories. That's why stories have been so successful over, over um, millions of years. And so, um, if you create a collection for an exhibit, then it's not, I don't have to sell a story for every single picture. It's here's the story for this collection. Yeah. This is what this collection means. Um, so just to, to communicate to people uh, what your art represents and um, so that it's easier for them to relate to it and to you, the artist. I think that's why creating that collection is so powerful. Okay. So another thing I, I you obviously use NFTs and you're, you're painting and you're, using, you're telling a story. Are you looking to use things like uh, looking to the XR, so AR, virtuality, and integrating that into your art to, to enhance telling that story? Is that so having a tech background? Is this something you're thinking, yeah, I definitely want to do? I think, I think right now I'm still trying to perfect where I am. I mean, not even perfect where I'm just trying to get better at where I am. Um, I... I definitely see that that coming, um, and and sometimes you want to be at the cutting edge of things. So I could see myself doing it. Um, I just haven't got that yet. Okay, fair enough. And are you, are you, away from the the, the artwork, uh, just 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 to ask a good question: Are you thinking of? Is there other opportunities you want to do within NFT space? I mean, being a, a entrepreneur by heart, and you, you do that. Is that something okay, I'm gonna? do the art and there's other things I'm looking into also. Um, I'm really looking to do more collaborations. Um, I think with other artists, Okay. but also I see the potential to do collaborations with brands, uh, whether they're, I mean, like a lot of uh, musicians are doing collaborations with, with art because an art and music, you know, from album cover to posters to other creativity has always been, there's always been a great connection. Um, but, but why can't there be a Nike NFT or an Apple NFT? Mm -hmm. um, and, and why can't the, the major brands that we, we know universally, why can't there be NFT collections with major brands? 
um, like that could also be very interesting um, and and really move the the needle on uh, NFTs. I mean, it it would be amazing to see a high street bank produce an NFT collection, right? Like that would be that, that's that's not impossible. No, it is. That would be quite shocking, right? I think I think Visa. I mean, the closest thing to it because they've bought the crypto. They bought a crypto punk, didn't they? And now they're creating yeah. a, a system to support. Um, I'm not sure if it's OpenSea or support the NFT space. So I mean, they they are playing with it. And I mean, you talked about big brands, fashion brands are kind of getting into this space. Like you got Jimmy Choo, you got Gucci, Louis Vuitton. These guys, um, DNG. The, these guys are dabbling in within the space. So um, it's not far off. And Nike, I think mean, they 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 uh, did a pattern for Crypto Kicks in 2019. So I feel that it's only a matter of time before they come into the space and kind of disrupt everything. And I think that's where you're going to get everything become more mainstream and it's become more normal when you've got big, like I said, big brands like that entering the space. I'm also looking at the the whole um, the whole uh, like Flamingo Dow. Oh, yeah. uh, thing uh, that's that's kind of interesting from an from an entrepreneurial perspective. Um, so setting up some kind of uh, NFT group um, is is very interesting to me. All right, fair enough. So um, back to the artwork. I know that you've all, you touched on collaborations already. So you did a collaboration for the George Lopez Foundation. Uh, where you yes, had, uh, um, was it Britney Spears and Paris Hilton? Right. Yes, with decline. Yes, decline. So tell me a bit about that and how that came around, and yeah, it's about how that how, how that went on. Well, I mean that that uh, is all thanks to uh, uh, Philip Godclough. Um, <laughs> he made the introduction. I liked his work. Um, he liked my work, and then we set up a call and how we're we going to collaborate and which um, which celebrities did we think. Um, would be good for us both to work on and who we thought um, who we thought were interesting and why. So um, the, the George Lopez Foundation is a, a, a charity fundraiser to help um, uh, kids with health issues. And so um, uh, Brittany, the Free Brittany Movement, uh, Liberating Brittany, that seemed very, um, that seemed very appropriate uh, for us for that for that particular cause, um, and and Brittany and, and Paris uh, are kind of synonymous uh, for one another. So uh, yeah, we felt that was we felt that was a really interesting combination for us. Yeah, and it's it's, it's are they? Do you give it to the foundation to sell? So it's like a contribute. You contribute the art to the foundation, and then they sell it on. And then what the what you earn, what they earn from that is is your contribution. Is that as how it works? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And is any of the pieces sold yet? As, as yet, or do you know of any pieces? I actually actually haven't. Um... I have. I confess that I haven't followed up on that. <laughs> yeah, followed up. Okay, fair enough. Well, we can check that after and see if anything has been sold. If it hasn't, then hopefully this generates more interest for people to obviously go and look at that. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great course. I'm super yeah, happy is, to be supporting it is, that. It, it certainly does sound like one. Like um, another thing you mentioned in your. I always refer back to your website because I like to do my little research and whatnot. But um, you mentioned AI is a you see AI as a vehicle. Uh, to like, I mean, a vehicle for your work. Like, explain what do you mean by that? 
<laughs> I'm intrigued. So, so um, one of the uh, one of the people who has one of my larger pieces um, is very much into AI and is building a whole AI-driven house. Um, and he liked the um, he liked the flow of the of the paint and, and thought about it as as neurons going through the going through the um, the computer. Yeah. And so it kind of occurs to me that um, that the human brain is thinking about how we create art, how we create the flow, like th this type of um, this type of art in in kind of uh, which is very abstract, very kind of um, inspired by Jackson Pollock. It's very much about just just taking the paint and um, the movement of the of the artist creating that that piece, and that's very um, when you're doing that. It's not you don't kind of deliberately think often. Hey, I'm going to have I'm going to my arm's going to go this way. The paint is going to go this way. Mm. Um, it's very much more subconscious. It's very much more just about the, the, what is the, what's the sort of subconscious state of your brain at the time you're creating this piece? Um, and how are you, how is your mood reflected in the, the flick of the hand, the, the, the choice of color? Um, and that's, that's very much uh, thinking about just, just how does the brain work? And like, how do how to how does AI work in creating the universe model that they're seeing? And you could see like something like this is is something that could be represented in a computer as well. So hmm. um, I see that as that as uh, one way of looking at this. So if have you looked into based on what you just said, have you looked into programmable pro programmable and algorithmic art like like Fidenza? stuff like that so do you see you doing stuff like coding and creating art pieces that way because like i said once again your background it just seems so fitting <laughs> for you to do this so i think i think uh so i'm not into coding myself i think i find a collaborator for yeah. that i'd love to do that um okay. I, I i don't see me i don't see me learning to code because i actually did do like 20 years ago i learned to code a little bit but it's not my passion. YouTube my passion is is in the in the in the in the uh, this this part of it. Yeah. And so, if someone else's passion is that, let them have that uh, element, and let me bring to it what I bring to it. Okay. So there is um, any programmers out there? There is. Yeah. Uh, contact him, hit him up, and he's there for the collaboration. I mean, like, it seems like that's where you're at, at this point. Is you're putting out your work, but you're just open to collaborations and. Are you is it, are you open to collaborate with anybody? I mean, because people may be intimidated because you've got a large following, and is <laughs> so people may think, well, you're not going to collaborate with me. Uh, like, how somebody reach out to yourself for a collaboration, and what are you looking for for somebody to reach out to you? If, if you're not someone already, then just don't even reach out. No, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> drop them away. <laughs> in fact, in fact, if you're not like if you're not good at this already, then don't bother because I don't need the competition. Um, <laughs> no, so. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in, in in collaborating with anyone who's who's creative. Um, what I would say is, uh, it's just a, just a, like, do we strike off? Is there something that that that, that strikes an interest that strikes a passion? They might have a huge following, and if what they want to do is not what I want to do, then I don't think 
for me, it's, it's does this fit with my creative process, my creative thoughts? Is it where I want to go? Um, if it so it could be, so it could be someone at, at, at any, they don't have to have a, a big following. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not selling my pieces for millions of dollars yet. Um, I, 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 uh, um, I like to think that I'm humble enough to, to be open to work with anyone. And, uh, and um, anyone who knows me knows I'm super approachable. Um, but what I'm interested in is how we would collaborate, what's the, what's the passion driving them as well, um, and, uh, and uh, why we would work on a project together, and then how we work, work together on the project. Mm. Okay. Anyone listening, there you go. That's you, you got it all, write it down. And if you got that, approach, just approach him and, and, you, and you can see what happens, see if he makes it happen. But um, industries, I want to talk to you about. Okay, we've talked about art, you're in the art industry, but like I said, is there anything that you really see this NFT space disrupting apart from art? I mean, this is the, the spearhead that's driving it. Um, I know we touched on music a little bit. Obviously, we've got the game inside of it. There's fashion. There's so many things that I'm excited about that hasn't really taken off yet. What really excites you? In that NFTs can um, can be used to uh, facilitate so many different things. Um, I've heard about people um, using it in... Um, there's a use case I want to describe, but I don't know if they're public with it yet. So I'm, I just, there's an exact use case. I'm like, that's a great thing. And I'm like, no, I can't say it. Cause they, I don't, they, I don't know if oh, they're okay. public with it yet. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but, but no, I think, think that, uh, I think that, um, Hey, look, it, it, it what's going to be interesting is it could be used for some, uh, right now it's being used, uh, for cutting edge stuff, right? Yeah. It's being used for things in an environment where, like music, like fashion, they very much like to um, to be at the cutting edge of things. Um, what's interesting is we've seen with COVID. So for here, here in America, for example, anyway, when you go to a restaurant, there's a QR code often on the table for your menu. Yeah, and somehow mm-hmm. QR codes took off, right? Like just all of a no, COVID, COVID would be QR code heaven, right? <laughs> all those QR code companies that no one ever cared about before. It's true. Suddenly, like it's it's important in our lives. Yeah. So we, I mean, what's going to be interesting is is do we see mainstream adoption on something super random as well? Like also, what would be interesting is if it was um, a staple food. For example, so so bananas, right? When you go into supermarket, bananas are often one of the first things you see when you go into supermarket because most like they're bought by such a large percentage of people that go to the supermarket. Okay. If someone connected NFTs to bananas, suddenly everyone would be in a, in on NFTs, right? Yeah. <laughs> or it could be, you know, when you go to the go to the uh, get your t- your tires changed, and suddenly you're buying an NFT to to change your tire. Yeah. that like some as we start to see some everyday things connected with nfts i think that's going to be a, a real turning point for it and the question is when does that occur yeah I, I i agree with you because i mean obviously with blockchain technology i was always interested in thinking applying to everyday things like for example like a user banana use case is that okay then how do we know that is organic 
uh, is it all yes. on and then if you can trace it back to the origin of where it was picked from and we can we can see the whole and same for the cars we can see if a car's been damaged or not and the parts where the parts are coming from everything's going to be separate and be traceable and it's going to be done through tokenomics which is going to be an nft i mean looking at a banana why couldn't you take a picture of the banana on the tree in the and have the banana the tree the farm the farmer yeah, yeah. as you buy this this person's family is going to make money from eating this banana right that's oh, the dude. yeah i like that you know that's the that's the whole thing and and with with nfts and um art and pictures that's a really like applicable thing um so so why can't we see that in supply chain for example yeah okay so i'm going to stretch your brain just a bit more before we we, we end it is a question that i've started introducing into the podcast is okay then how do you see life in the next 10 years in your world with NFTs. So this could be regards to art, regards to wake up in the morning, to implying everything that you just said. <laughs> how, how would you visualize uh, the world? Um, so I, I really like uh, the um, new picture frame TVs. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see those come down way down in price. Um, and I'd love to see I love to see those on walls, and so more art is shown in more places, um, and so just more availability and more access to to NFTs. And I see NFTs being the, the kind of economy for for running that that process. So more art, inspiring more more people, more process. Um, I think they NFTs will cross over somehow into bananas or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be known as the banana show, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about what about your working life? Because obviously you you obviously um within within the, you're within the company, do you see it affecting your industry in any way? And how would it be in like how would it be integrated into that, your everyday life in that way? So that is a great question. I haven't I hadn't actually uh thought about that, but um the company that I work for right now uh, works in the credit data space. So if you want to rent an apartment, you need in you might they might want to put credit score on you. So having like that could be tokenized with an NFT with mm. a person's face with other details around that. So I could definitely see it moving into the industry. And um and so that's on one side. Mm. And then the other side, um, from a marketing perspective, I think NFTs have a obviously have a huge um there's a huge opportunity there with, as I was saying, corporate NFTs. Uh, we've seen it in the consumer space, but business to business uh, NFTs um, is another whole um, opportunity. So from the marketing perspective, I think there's a, there's a, a lot of opportunity there. And, um, and hey, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a great, opportunity, great point and great opportunity to, to um, both make a decision to, to do that, as well as uh, be the one who, who, who he talks about how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And other well, companies. Well, there you go. We heard it here first. If you go and if you go and do that next year, we make sure we refer back to this podcast <laughs> where you were uh, at the spark. Um, but yeah, uh, Maury, thank you for coming on today. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to yourself. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be successful because that seems to be the running thing in your life. <laughs> so um, just keep, uh, it's, it's glad that you're contributing to the space and you're out here 
speaking about NFTs. Um, where can people find yourself uh, in regards to links and whatnot? So you can go to murray.me, M-U-R-R-A-Y.me um, as my website. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter or, or LinkedIn. Um, so, so please do, to please or OpenSea, please do reach out, connect, and uh, I would love to uh, love to uh, stay in touch. So a question before we finish this show, Let's you've go. asked me lots of questions. Let's go. How can people watching, listening to this show, how can they help you okay. as the host of the right. show? You flipped it on its head. How can it help me? Well, how can it help me is by supporting in regards to sharing the show um, if there are, and letting people know, because I've had so many great guests, including yourself on the show, and so much knowledge. Everybody wants to learn about NFTs, and I don't think there is a person you can say, this is the expert. But what I've done is spoke to 20, well, I've spoke to about 50 experts uh, from different industries, different backgrounds, and this is what it's going to take to build the space is great minds and having great conversations. And that's what I'm doing on the NFT Talks podcast. So share it to people. Um, and if you're a company out there and you're interested and you want to help and sponsor, uh, you can reach out to myself once again and we, and we can see what we can do from there. So that, that'll be the best way. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you for asking the question <laughs> and coming on. Uh, but yeah, everyone take care, stay listening and stay blessed. Thank you.